Hey, what's up, everybody? This is going to be another episode of CamCast. It'll be uh, episode 5, and on this episode, I'm going to do a little bit more movie talk. Uh, in honor of all the Karate Kids going on to Netflix, I will be talking about Karate Kid. And no, it's not going to be the shitty Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan version that we saw in 2010. It's going to be the, the classic, the Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita classic from 1984. You know, definitely one of the all-time best uh, movies uh, you know, in terms of like a sports aspect that you could ever watch, you know, true underdog story, uh, some really good fight scenes, some really, I guess, I be, I'll be honest, some shitty acting, you know, you're going to see a lot of that, but no, I, I, I love this movie, you know, I've, I've watched all three parts, I don't recognize the next Karate Kid with Hillary, Hillary Swank, I don't think that's really part of it, uh, so, you know, in honor of that, we're going to be doing that, and uh, again, I want to thank everybody that's been following along and, you know, been listening to the podcast as we've, as we've had them so far, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Sorry, I've been really busy the last couple of weeks with everything going on and uh, uh, haven't been able to get to some of the podcasts I want to get going to. And those will be coming up. This next week, I'll probably try to do one every other day. So hopefully we have three or four going next week and I'll be able to catch up. But, you know, without further ado, let's get into this. Alright, we're back. This is going to be my second movie review, and I think it's pretty cool that I'm going to talk about The Karate Kid right now. I think it's one of those sports movies where I've seen it a ton of times, and it's even though I wasn't born in the 80s, I was born in 1993, this movie came out nine years before I was born, but this movie's pretty nostalgic. You know, it's a lot of it is like, you know, the soundtrack, it puts you right in the heart of the 80s, and then, you know, I asked my mom, and, you know, she said that golf and stuff was like a real place, because my mom grew up here in Southern California, and like, the whole vibe of the movie is, you know, it's it's really 80s, 80s based, you know, in a time like right now, where kind of 80s culture is, you know, it's become really popular, I mean, you look at like, a, you know, a show like Stranger Things, which is completely set in the 80s, and, you know, it has all that music, and those color schemes, and the way they dressed, and, you know, how they talked, and everything like that, I don't know, the 80s have been like pretty sexy for the past, I don't know, 10 years, like, people really, really like to reminisce, and, like, get into the 80s, get into the 80s, you know, music scene, the 80s movie scene, a lot of good movies came out in the 80s, too, you know, you got, obviously, the Karate Kid, you have the Back to the Futures, Indiana Jones, a whole bunch of movies came out, in the, and obviously, all the John Hughes movies, but today, we're gonna be talking about the Karate Kid, you know, the 1984 version of the Karate Kid, starring Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi, Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, Elizabeth Shue, as uh, Ali, the girl, the girl that is Daniel Larusso's, you know, his, it's his girl he's trying to get, and then a cast of other people, you know, probably one of the most notable ones is uh, William Zabka, aka Billy Zabka. If you, you know, if you ever watch *I Met Your Mother*, he shows up in there a lot, and they keep William Zabka, you know, it's, but uh, no, nah, he's he's uh, Johnny Lawrence, you know, the main antagonist of this movie, and you got uh, John Cl- Clove as a uh, Martin Kreese, the 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 neo-nazi uh sensei for the cobra kai dojo i don't know this movie is just after i rewatched it last week it's there's a lot of really cool parts to this movie a lot of parts that are just going to age well forever you know it's a movie that doesn't ever i don't don't think should ever really be remade because it's kind of a classic but you know this movie was remade you know it was remade in 2010 and for whatever reason they casted a really shitty child actor named jaden smith uh, maybe his parents were in an entanglement in that time, so that's why he got cast in this movie. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist, but that movie is just complete hot garbage, and it does nothing to, 
you know, boost the reason why it had to be a Karate Kid movie. It just, it could have, they could have called it anything else and it would have been whatever, but they kind of tainted a little bit of the Karate Kid legacy by calling that the Karate Kid. And it's just, nobody wanted that. That's just a shit movie. But, you know, the Karate Kid, so kind of getting into it, the Karate Kid, it, it features Daniel LaRusso and his mom, and they move from New Jersey to Reseda, California. And they do this because, uh, Daniel's mom gets a new job, so they go across state, and they, you know, Daniel has his own hijinks trying to get used to people in high school and in the area. So one of the first things that we see is, you know, Daniel's he goes to the beach and he gets basically beaten up by this neo-Nazi group of really preppy white kids. <laughs> I mean, when you really break it down, that's what it is. These are a bunch of like rich kids that happen to do karate for a former uh, Vietnam veteran who's like super racist and against people. Um, the only reason I know he's super right, he has has a couple of racial slurs in Karate Kid Part Two and Karate Kid Part Three. Uh, I'll talk about a little bit of those during this uh, this uh, this this podcast as we get going. But um, but not nah, Daniel son gets his ass kicked, you know, fifteen minutes into the movie, and you're just like, man, this this is not good. You know that Johnny Lawrence team has a really good high kick. You know, kick right to the face. It's a strong kick. You know, it's there's a lot of athleticism behind that kick. He really knows what he's doing. Um, but you know, then you keep going and you realize that it's it's one of those things that's going to keep lingering. And Daniel LaRusso kind of does a good job of, like, egging them on. Because, I don't know, I don't know where he's, you don't really get a lot of backstory on him. But you kind of get the sense that he got into quite a bit of scrapes in uh, New Jersey. Um, just based off of some of the things that he said and the fact that he was so ready to fight. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe not everybody would be ready to fight like he wasn't on the beach for that first scene. But he, he was. He was completely ready to fight. And it just didn't, you know, obviously didn't work out well for him. So, for whatever reason, the the Elizabeth Shue character, Allie, she just instantly is gravitated towards him. Which we don't really understand why. I mean, I don't really know the appeal of Ralph Macchio. You know, I'm not, I'm not a female. So, <laughs> I don't get what the... I mean, he's a skinny kid. He looks kind of weird. He's got buck teeth. You know, he he just doesn't really seem to have a lot going for him. I mean, he talks a lot. You know, he just doesn't seem like he's, like, the most popular kid, Doesn't not really smooth, doesn't really seem like he knows what he's going on, but for some reason, the lead character, and probably one of the most beautiful ladies of the 80s, you know, Elizabeth Shue's character, is completely into him, and we just have to just buy it at face value, and, I don't know, I always thought that was kind of weird. The main caveat that's kind of interesting about uh, Elizabeth Shue and Daniel's son is the fact that uh, Elizabeth Shue's character dated Johnny Lawrence, who you know is the guy that kicked Daniel San's ass in the beginning of the movie. So it kind of like it adds to the level of hatred that Johnny Lawrence has for Daniel Larusso, and you know obviously that manifests itself quite a few times within the movie. Um, I think probably one of the most interesting scenes uh, as we get going, it's uh, it's obviously Daniel San is like very, very he's timid, he's scared of what's going on. He's basically getting, you know, beaten up by like five different guys all at one time, you know. It's he's like it's he's basically getting jumped all the time. He has to watch his back at all times. So he goes into town and he finds his dojo and he goes in, says Cobra Kai. You know, this is before he really knows what the Cobra Kai is. And he literally goes in there, he watches them, and then they all bow and he looks, and the leader for the Cobra Kai is uh Johnny Lawrence, and he just gives him like a little smirk and then Daniel Sun walks out of there and it's just I don't know, you just feel really bad for him. You know, it's just like, he's like, okay, maybe I'll be able to learn here. And then, you know, Johnny Lawrence the whole time. Just, what a great, first of all, what a great villain William Zabka is in this. He is, he's 
probably the most interesting character in the whole movie. He dials it up to 11 every single time he's on screen. You really buy that he just sucks as a person and that he just wants nothing but pain for Daniel LaRusso. And honestly, it's kind of... You kind of you kind of get on that train with him a little bit because I don't know Daniel sounds kind of he's he's kind of rude he's kind of rash and you don't really he's not a really likable protagonist he's really not and that's kind of funny because you know when you go into there's a so there's this okay, sidetracking there's a show that was on YouTube TV it's called Cobra Kai and it came on uh, to YouTube TV in 2018 and it's actually going to be added to Netflix next month the first two seasons and the third season is going to premiere on netflix i said i believe the, uh, in late august or early september so the reason why that's so interesting is because cobra kai season one it kind of paints the whole show is almost from the perspective of johnny lawrence and how basically uh daniel larusso came in stole his girlfriend stole his title of you know all valley karate and was basically a nuisance and started every single fight. And then when you think about it and you rewatch the first Karate Kid, you're just like, huh, I can actually see that. So, you know, I can actually see the fact that Johnny Lawrence wanted to, you know, beat this kid up because this kid was literally interfering with this turf. You know, he's literally coming in, taking his ex-girlfriend. They were probably barely broken up. And, you know, he was probably still really angry about that. I mean, he's a high school kid. He's not going to be super happy about it. And this kid comes in, you know, just, just rude. And I don't know, it's kind of interesting because like when you watch The Karate Kid from the perspective of Johnny Lawrence as the protagonist and Daniel LaRusso as the antagonist, which Cobra Kai really sets up in season one, season two, uh, it's it's interesting. It really is. Um, and you can definitely, if you put yourself in the mind of Johnny Lawrence, you can see that he can view himself as the 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 hero in this situation i don't know it's kind of it's kind of interesting the way you can flip it and how i met your mother did a really good job of that too neil patrick harris's character barney he's like ralph macchio is not the karate kid you know and he does that whole thing if you've ever seen it it's really funny he's like the real karate kid is william zabka leader of the cobra kai dojo and like he you know all of a sudden like uh, william zabka the actual actor comes on screen and he winds up being one of barney's best men in his wedding and he's at his bachelor party and all that stuff but, but i don't know it's just it was really funny it was well done and and you don't really, you instantly buy it that Daniel could be the antagonist of a Johnny Lawrence-centered movie, which was The Karate Kid, and it's completely, I don't know. They did a really good, I don't know if it was purposefully done, but the way that Cobra Kai has kind of started their, their show with this premise, it made it really, really interesting. So, back from my tangent, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the movie so we're going to get back into it um so then after that whole that whole scuffle down what he goes and sees john lawrence is the you know is involved in cobra kai they go back and um there's a uh there's a scene where literally daniel's he's still afraid and he wants to go to a school dance and he winds up dressing as a shower uh, so that way he can get in there nobody really knows who he is but of course ali somehow knows that he's in the shower which is kind of weird and she goes you know they 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 dance or whatever and then there's the scene where uh, daniel goes to the bathroom and he realizes that johnny's in there and johnny's rolling up a uh, he's rolling up a, a joint uh so daniel larusso he just can't let things go you know he really can't so he goes he puts a hose in there turns it on gets johnny all wet literally then the next thing that happens is johnny's uh, not johnny daniel larusso's on his bike his actual bike and he's riding trying to get home uh and he's being chased by all five cobra kai members and they're they're gonna kick his ass you know, they really are, and, and at this point, you're kind of like, okay, 
you know, LaRusso, you, you fucking, you did this to yourself, you know, you could have just let it go, uh, you really, did you really have to take it, you, what, what did you think was going to happen, they weren't going to chase you, do you think they weren't going to try and get back at you, I mean, that, you know, that's complete oversight on his part, you know, he just wasn't thinking, or he, maybe he was and he wanted to get his ass kicked, but, you know, it leads to the point where, you know, they, they Cobra Kai catches up with him right in front of his house, and, like, Johnny just gives him a ass whooping, and two, I think, uh, Butch, and uh, and one of the other guys is holding him up, and Tommy's in the background. Hey, he's had enough, man. And then Johnny's like, <laughs> just cold. He's just like, I I'll say when he's had enough. You know, it's just like, okay, what the fuck? You know, these are supposed to be high school kids, and these guys are like gonna kill this kid. But then out of nowhere, you know, Mr. Miyagi comes down, kicks all their asses. Which first of all, Miyagi's laying hands on you know children. Basically, these are supposed to be you know 16, 17 year old kids, and he's putting hands on them, just kicking their ass. And uh, just that was the first time you see Miyagi in action, and he saves Larusso. And uh, you know, after that, Larusso and him just form a bond. And uh, Daniel learns how to trim the the bonsai trees, and you know, Miyagi teaches him a whole bunch of other stuff. But then uh, Miyagi and and Daniel Larusso they go to the Cobra Kai gym and they interact with John Kreese. John Kreese's uh, uh, John Kreese, the, the the sensei of the Cobra Kai dojo, who's just He's probably one of the most cartoony 80s villains of all time. He's just really funny to watch. I don't know. Every single scene that he's in, he doesn't talk a whole bunch, but this interaction that him and Mr. Miyagi have inside the dojo is just funny to watch. He's like, you're a crazy little bastard, aren't you? He knows it is like, he's like dialing it up for no reason at all. But, you know, this is when they come to their agreement that, you know, the Cobra Kai guys can't touch Daniel because he's going to go into the All-Valley Tournament. And so it basically gives Daniel two months of free, you know, not getting his ass kicked because they're going to fight him in the All-Valley Tournament. So then after that, he has to train with Miyagi, and he's not really training, he's doing house chores, but then he learns that, you know, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't fucking seen The Karate Kid, all those house chores were just Miyagi teaching him, giving him muscle memory, so that way he had the ability to defend himself at all times. And that scene where, you know, he realizes, you know, show me send a flow, and he does the whole thing, and Miyagi's hitting him and everything, it's a good scene. It's... It's a fantastic scene, actually. It's really, it's really good. Um, and then, you know, they they keep going, and eventually, uh, the movie it gets to its climactic point where they go to the All Valley Tournament, and then Johnny finally gets to go toe to toe against some of the Cobra Kai members. Uh, within the tournament, he gets to go against Butch, kicks his ass, gets to go against Tommy, and but Tommy gets disqualified because he has that illegal uh, leg, you know, dislocating move where he just like elbows Danielson right to the leg and just fucks him up. And that's when, you know, Mr. Miyagi goes back, uses his Miyagi fix, you know, does the whole, you know, with his hands and everything and, you know, feel, heals his leg somehow. And then uh, Daniel-san gets to go toe-to-toe with Johnny for the championship. And Johnny kind of gives it to him, you know, in the first couple rounds, you know, gets a couple points, gets a, a lot of cheap shots in there. And then, you know, Daniel's on his last leg, literally. You know, his his leg is just completely, it's just not working at that point. So he goes into crane position, and then as soon as the referee, you know, blows the whistle or whatever, Daniel-san kicks him straight in the face, game, it's over. You know, it's it's all done. Everything that, you know, Daniel-san had to worry about for forever is now over. He no longer has to worry about being picked on by the Cobra Kai anymore. You know, Johnny goes over to him, he's like, you're all right, Lucio, you're all right. It's like... It, that's the, always the weird thing about, you know, movies like this, sports movies where there's, like, a big climactic fight at the end is, like, all of a sudden, like, everyone's cool, and you just dis, you just don't remember all of the negative things that Johnny did to, to, to Daniel-san this entire time, 
But, you know, in the spirit of the movie, it is kind of what it is. This happens a lot in the Rocky films and stuff like that. But that's what's funny. This movie is actually directed by John Avildsen. John Avildsen, excuse me. And he directed the first Rocky film. But then after that, he didn't really do a lot. He was actually directed for uh, four different uh, worst director at the Razzies. So he's made a lot of stinkers. But this and Rocky are like his claim to fame. And, you know, they got a lot of similar beats. You know, just somebody trying to overcome a lot of stuff. But, you know, this movie as a whole is just like... I don't know. It's a super positive film. You know, it's it's definitely an underdog story. There's there's something about the film. It's not really an inherently good film, right? The acting isn't that good. The sound choices aren't that good. You know, the way that the characters, you know, talk to, every, talk to each other. It's not that good. But as a conglomerate, as like a full film, it's just super likable. You know, it's just super rewatchable. There's, I could watch this movie probably every single day and not get bored. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if it's the nostalgic element of it. I'm not sure if it's the fact that I love, you know, people doing karate and fighting people and, you know, people getting hurt and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, that sounds kind of dark, but I mean, this, this film is just really entertaining in that way. I think it's just like uh, Ralph Macchio is kind of like this, this every man, you know, he, there's a lot of people that can really, uh, you know, feel what he's going through and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of what gives the film a lot of merit. You know, it makes a lot of the things in this film feel a lot more real because I feel like a lot of this can really happen. Um, there's definitely out there some type of dojo where it's run by a neo-Nazi and, you know, he's training these preppy white kids to do all these. That's probably happened. I, I don't doubt it. You know, that's that's for sure happened, actually. But overall, this movie's it's I love it. You know, I'll, I'll always go to bat for this movie. Um, it's just it's a good time. And I don't want anyone to ever talk shit about it because it's great. <laughs> So I'm going to try something a lot different now. Um, this is how I want to do uh, things moving forward for all of my movie reviews. I'm going to break things up into categories. So I have seven different categories that I'll be breaking the movie up into, and it's going to be definitely a lot of opinion. But these are kind of awards. These are going to be awards that I'm going to be giving throughout each uh, each review that I'm going to be doing. So it just it makes it a little bit more unique than just your standard movie review. I'm going to be breaking them down even more. So let's go ahead and get started for, with the first category. First category is going to be best scene. And I'm going to give you some, some nominations for this category, and then I'm going to give you my pick. So for the first category, uh, first option we have, we have when Miyagi kicks all the Cobra Kai's ass and basically when Daniel is running from him. So like I mentioned earlier, you know, Daniel, he goes in and he puts that uh, the hose into Johnny Lawrence's bathroom stall and he gets him completely wet and then runs away. So in a very 80s fashion, like they, they hit the nail on the head with the song choice. Like the song literally goes, danger, you know, it's like, and he's, and Daniel's running away. Uh, then he gets his ass kicked by by Johnny, and they're holding him up, and he can barely stand up. And you know Tommy's telling him he's had enough. And then Miyagi comes out of nowhere and just completely just kicks his ass, kicks all five of their asses. I mean they're children, and he should beat their ass because he's you know he's a trained you know karate master, but kicks their ass, and it's it's amazing because you didn't know. I mean I remember when I watched it as a kid for the first time, I was like, man, this is pretty badass. You know I can't believe this happened. Uh, number two is the scene in which uh, Miyagi finally lets Daniel basically see the fruits of all of his hard work, of all the the housework that he was doing, you know, painting the fence, sanding the floor, you know, all that. You know, Miyagi's like, send the floor. And he like, you know, Daniel-san does it as Miyagi's kind of like, you know, giving him a couple of offensive moves and Daniel's able to deflect it. And you can just see like the look on, you know, Daniel's face. He's like, man, he like legitimately like, he taught me how to do some stuff and give me muscle memory and I had no idea that I was able to do this. Um, but... 
he uh it's i don't know it's it's a really good scene because even when you're watching it for the first time you can picture yourself watching it like okay how the fuck is this going to even give him any type of karate powers but it does and i think the scene was really powerful and then the third one is definitely the the final you know the final scene when daniel can't really walk so literally daniel says Mr. Miyagi, can you do that thing where you fix? And then Miyagi's like, you know, Daniel, you don't really have to, you don't have to do this anymore. You know, you can go home. But Daniel's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still afraid. You know, I, I, I need to do this because I'm still scared. So, you know, Miyagi does the, he does it, fixes the knee. Daniel goes out there. He takes a couple of hits from Johnny early on, but then uh, he's able to do that crane kick, beats up Johnny, and that was it. You know, and then that, that's the end of the movie. Literally, it ends in a freeze frame, which is very 80s. <laughs> but so those are my three best scenes in the film in terms of like from a pure action standpoint. But I think the one that gets me every single time is the the scene where Daniel realizes that all of his housework is and all the, the chores that Miyagi's having him doing teaches him karate and teaches him how to be defensive. Because from the Miyagi standpoint, karate is all defense, you know. So that scene, when you look at Daniel's face, and that was probably Ralph Macchio's best, best acting in the entire movie. Is the part where he, uh, you know, he's looking at Miyagi like, "Wow, you really fucking, you did this to me, and I can't believe you're able to do it." But that for me is best scene. So, uh, category number two. Category number two is what part of the movie or which character takes you out of the movie completely. And this one is uh, there are two nominees for this one. Number one is just Daniel's mom. Daniel's mom is just. What is she doing half the time? You know, I mean, I give her some credit, but she literally is letting her son, her teenage son, hang out with this old man that she knows nothing about. And she's just very cartoony throughout the whole thing. I don't know. The, the more I rewatch the movie, the more I realize that Daniel's mom is just completely like, she, what, what is she doing? They could have gotten a better actor for the, or actress for this. I just didn't think that she was that good. She's not, doesn't seem like she's a very caring mother, you know. She just, she, her son's getting beaten up and she's not going to the school and trying to get figure, you know, figure out what's going on. But then the other part of the movie that just completely takes me out of the movie is the kissing scene. The scene where Daniel and Ali share their first kiss at golf and stuff. And it's just awkward, you know. Uh, I don't know what the, what the direction was for this part, but literally Ralph Macchio just opens up his mouth and just like attacks his girl like he's a fish. It's just... You know, and if you're a young kid, you think that this is how you're really supposed to be kissing people. I just thought it was really weird, you know, and it just doesn't, it's just, it, it's just completely disgusting how it, it, it's, it's rough. It's up there for one of the roughest kissing scenes of all time, along with uh, the Top Gun kissing scene, because that one's rough too. But the winner for this category for sure is Daniel's mom. I think that Daniel's mom just, she's in a different movie. She's too cartoony. She's just not a very good parent in my opinion. And I just, I don't know. I don't really care for her that much. So number three, the third category that we'll be doing on the podcast is who stole the show award. You know, who's a character that didn't necessarily have a lot of screen time, but every time they were on it, they just completely stole the show. And that in this movie for sure is Sensei Mar John Kreese. John Kreese is just, he, he really only has that one scene with Miyagi in the dojo where he's giving you dialogue and he's, you know, he's giving you a little bit more, but man, that scene is pretty, it's pretty good. I don't know what it is. It's just, he just he just looks like a complete douchebag. Just somebody you'd come across on the street and you could believe that he just hates people like in all capacity. I don't even have another nominee for this category because it has to be John Kreese. Kreese is just, I don't know. He's just everything you would want in a really, really shitty antagonist. And he's not the direct antagonist, of course, it's Johnny Lawrence, but man, Kreese is, I don't know. He's, he's just a really good guy to hate. He's just really easily hateable. And I think that's kind of cool. You know, in a movie like this, you really... 
you don't you didn't expect that from that type of role, but I don't know the way that he was quippy with Miyagi in that dojo. I was I was I was honestly a really big fan. So the fourth category that we'll be doing on the podcast is I call it the recasting couch. <laughs> I'm gonna call it the recasting couch, and uh, you can you know look at the euphemism there for whatever. I just thought it'd be kind of funny to name it that. So in this particular movie, because it's a classic, I can't really see recasting anyone. Um, but what I will do is if I'll, I'll cast it as if it were going today, if it was going today, like if, if we we're to take this movie, uh, the karate kid never existed before, but we're going to make it today. So the first thing I would do is make sure Jaden Smith is not anywhere near this fucking film. Like without a doubt, we don't need any more high pitched Jaden, uh, Jaden Smith getting beat up by a bunch of little kids and Jackie Chan rescues him from a bunch of like 10 and 11 year olds. What that is. The fact that that even got put onto the screen is a joke. Like, I can't even believe that that movie went off. Anyways, so if I were to cast this movie today, I would, it wouldn't be, the the main character wouldn't be called Mr. Miyagi. It would be somewhere else. But the person I would want in that Mr. Miyagi role would be Idris Elba. There's one thing you got to know about me. Idris Elba is one of my favorite actors. He's been one of my favorite actors. And I just think that he would kill it in a Miyagi-style role where he's teaching a young person how to defend themselves and how to fight using karate, using their mind, and just being an overall good person. I think Idris Elba just reeks of just uh, just positivity and uh, just a, an excellent leader and a great mentor to, to a young kid. And I think the Daniel LaRusso role should go to uh, Timothy Chalamet. I, you know, this guy's probably going to be in a lot of movies. We're going to be seeing Timothy Chalamet for years. I just think it'd be really interesting to see what a really good actor could do. Plus, Timothy Chalamet, he looks younger. I think he's like 23 or 24, but he could pass off as he's in his teenage years. I think it'd be really cool to see what an actual good actor can do in this type of role, as opposed to Ralph Macchio, who just is not that good of an actor. He's just not. I mean, he's he's charismatic somewhat in this role that he was in in the original film in 1984, but he just wasn't that, he's just not a good actor. He's not even that good of an actor as he got older in the Cobra Kai series. It's just, you can tell he doesn't really understand how to play to the role. He just kind of reads the lines, if that makes sense, you know. So the fifth category, I'm going to give you some facts on the production, some things that you might actually not know. Uh, some of the interesting facts are, um, Pat Morita was initially turned down for the role of Mr. Miyagi. So those of you that don't know, Pat Morita was actually pretty famous for his early portrayal in the uh, as the restaurant owner in Happy Days. Happy Days is a is a comedy series from like I don't know from the early '80s and late '70s. Starred uh, uh, you know the Fonz and you know Richie Cunningham and all that stuff. But Pat Morita was a comedic actor for pretty much all of his life. And it wasn't until he sported a little bit of that goatee and he developed a Japanese accent that they agreed to cast him as uh, Mr. Miyagi. It's, so it's kind of interesting. I didn't know that, actually. And I, obviously, I'm not old enough to have watched Happy Days. I know my, my dad did. That was one of his favorite shows. But the fact that Pat Morita had to develop a Japanese accent and in order to get this role was kind of interesting. So I thought that was kind of uh, that's a nice little uh, tidbit to go on. Um. Another one is uh, Daniel LaRusso was originally supposed to be called Daniel Weber, but I think that because uh, he's from you know New Jersey, they wanted to give him a little bit of that uh, Italian last name. It kind of made him a little bit more ethnic. It gave him a little bit more reason to be disliked by the Cobra Kai because you know Johnny Johnny Lawrence, 
that just basically screams, you know, just like I'm a white, I'm a, you know, preppy white kid. So I just thought it was kind of interesting that originally he was going to be Weber, but they wanted it to be uh, a different, more Italian sounding name to give Daniel LaRusso a little bit more of an edge. Um, another one that's really interesting is uh, the fact that a lot of the locations, like the like Daniel LaRusso's apartments, they're still available in Reseda. Um, you know, there you can still drive by it and all that stuff. Like those buildings are still intact, and those were you know those are going to be what twenty six years or thirty six years old now. So, but they're still you know you can still drive over there and go watch it. Um, possibly one of the most interesting parts of the movie is that there were originally going to be two more scenes of uh, of conflict between Johnny and Daniel. Uh, the most notable one is uh, the original Karate Kid script includes two confrontations between Daniel and Johnny that were eventually cut from the film. The first takes place in the school cafeteria just after Daniel was uh, was bought lunch for Allie. And he takes a seat, and what happens is Johnny puts a pie underneath him, and it's a blueberry pie. And the entire cafeteria laughs at Daniel, and Daniel is just pissed off. You know, he's angry, and this, this creates some conflict. But then the other scene, which I think is even more powerful, and I'm going to read it from the script. It's an exchange that, uh, that Johnny and Daniel have in the, the, the hallway. And it's this. I wish they would have kept this one in the movie. I actually really like this scene. Uh, it goes like this. Daniel says, we, know you, we both know you can kick my ass seven ways to Sunday. So why do you still bother? Johnny says, maybe because I like to. Daniel says, you, never, you ever think he might be wrong? Johnny says, who? Daniel says, your teacher. Johnny says, watch your mouth, asshole. And I don't know. It's kind of like one of those... I, I think that they should have kept this in the movie because you see later on during the All Valley Tournament that some of the Cobra Kai don't agree with the practices of John Kreese. And I think that this scene right here would have validated at the very end when Johnny says, you're all right, LaRusso. Because after that, we have no reason to believe that LaRusso is all right in Johnny's eyes. You know what I mean? But if they had this scene in there, I think that it would have been really cool. And I, I actually really think that they should have had it. Excuse me, should have kept it in. So my sixth category that we're going to be doing here on my movie talk reviews is uh, the nitpicks. I want to I want to, I want to do a lot of nitpicks. This movie's got some nitpicks. So my first nitpick is, how in the hell did Daniel Larusso even get Elizabeth Shue? According to the movie, Elizabeth Shue is extremely popular. You know, her parents are well off, and she automatically just is completely love strucken by Daniel Larusso, and it makes no sense. I, I think I talked about it early in the pod, but it just what does Daniel LaRusso have that would make Elizabeth Shue be all into him? It just, to me, it just, it makes no sense at all. Um, and then another nitpick, I talked about it a little bit earlier. Why does Daniel's mom let him hang out with the old man? You know, it's kind of creepy. They literally don't know anything about Mr. Miyagi, especially early on. And the mom's just like cool with it. But again, that's because the mom's a horrible parent. She's just not a good mom. You know, she might be trying to work really hard for both of them, but she's just not a great mom. Um, and another a small nitpick is, why, when Mr. Miyagi gave Daniel the option of taking one of his cars, why Daniel have to take his nicest car? <laughs> you know, like, he literally took his nicest, like, yellow roadster. It's a convertible. Like, there's a couple other cars that he could have He literally went for, like, the best-looking one. I mean, but then again, that kind of goes with the whole character of Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso loves himself some Daniel LaRusso. You know, that's just really what it comes down to. So he was all about the swag of the new car, and he wanted to take the best one. He's just a very selfish individual. I mean, it's you know it is what it is at that point. Um, and then probably the biggest nitpick of the entire thing is the final leg kick. That final crane kick by Daniel LaRusso is actually an illegal move, and you cannot score a point on it. Any kicks to the face, in fact, I remember they said this during the All Valley Tournament, kicks to the face are illegal. 
They, they do not score points. And I think in some instances, you actually get disqualified. But they let him have it, and he was able to win the tournament that way. And that pretty much sets the president for the entire show Cobra Kai. Johnny Lawrence feels wrong because Daniel LaRusso cheated, stole his girlfriend, took his All-Valley tournament title, and he did it because he cheated. But but they let it happen. That's that's a huge nitpick, you know. How how are you gonna let him do that? <laughs> and I mean, like I don't know. It just that that one's always when you get older and you realize what's going on and you realize you know some of the rules that were in place for this movie and for this karate tournament in general. You realize like that's that can't happen, you know. It's but but it did. And but because of that, we're able to see Cobra Kai and that that part of it is pretty cool. So I'm into that. And then the seventh category is who won the movie. This is where I'm gonna tell you in my opinion. Who won the movie? Who did the best in this movie? Or who can has the most stock that they rode after this movie to get more roles? So for me, there's a there's a couple options. You have obviously Ralph Macchio because he's Ralph Macchio and he wound up getting a whole bunch of roles after this. I think he had Young Guns and he had a couple other things that he was in. And there's Pat Morita. But for me, every time I think of the Karate Kid, I think of Miyagi. Miyagi is the heart and soul of this movie. And if you did not have Pat Morita in this role, this is a very different movie. And I don't think it's nearly as good. He brings an authenticity and he brings a certain heart that I don't think was in this movie otherwise. Otherwise, it's just a, a story of, you know, this crybaby kid who's getting his ass kicked. But it doesn't, he he would add, Mr. Miyagi added a ton of morality to this character. He added a ton of morality to this movie and he was the positive force throughout the entire movie. So definitely Pat Morita won this movie. So that was the categories, guys. You know, let me know what you think about those categories. If you want me to add any more, if you want me to subtract a couple, I just want to try it out because I don't know. I think it's a little bit more fun to do things from a category perspective. That way, you can really see what I feel about some of these things within the movie. But other than that, you know, that's that was the podcast. That was my review. That was my movie talk for the Karate Kid. And overall, I I love the movie. I absolutely love the movie. And I want to thank everyone for listening in to the Karate Kid. Uh, review that I just did, and I I hope that you guys are really enjoying the channel. I hope you guys are going to continue to stay active on my Instagram and on a lot of the uh, the discussions and the reviews and stuff like that. Uh, I hope you guys are subscribing, and I hope you guys are liking, and I hope you guys are commenting on all the different platforms that you can do that on. And please, if you can share the podcast, that'd be fantastic. You know, I love doing this, but I'd love to do it to an even wider range of people. That way, I can have more ideas. People can you know, talk to me more. We can figure out a lot more things that we're going to be doing. And, um, you know, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, I'm having a good time with this and until next time, guys, I'm signing off. Thanks.